Well, it's good to be back with you this week. I was gone um, last week on a little vacation. Uh, my friends and I that go to Ole Miss games together, we decided years ago that we would go to a bowl game together every time Ole Miss played in a bowl game. And then we realized how infrequently Ole Miss played in a bowl game. And so we decided we'll still take a vacation together uh, every December. And so I did miss being with you. Uh, perhaps you've had an epiphany this morning if you've heard Reverend Martha's children's sermon and then you thought, well, that's not the uh, sermon scripture that we read this morning. You may recall that we... Uh, talked about the wise men during our Advent series, which means I don't understand the liturgical calendar, but uh, so today we're going to talk about Jesus' baptism, and we're going to remember our own. It's a good way to begin the new year by just uh, recentering ourselves, remembering the vows that we took at our baptism or vows that were made on our behalf at our baptism and so that's what we're going to do today. So the epiphany is that the text and the sermon is not about the epiphany today. I don't know if you've ever, uh, if you like this, but, but um, have you ever had someone just pinch your cute little cheeks and say, I'm so proud of you? Uh, do you like it when people do that? Um, or, or are you one of those people that has, this is my little personal space bubble, and I don't want you to get any closer than my bubble. So you may not like to have your little cheeks pinched, and you may not like to have somebody to say, I'm so proud of you uh, when they pinch your cheeks. But I guess if you're like me at all, you, you do like to hear other people affirm you and to express appreciation for you, and to say that I am proud of you. Maybe they said it when they said, I'm proud of you for eating all your broccoli. Or I'm proud of you for not staying asleep during Tommy's sermon. Wake up every once in a while, okay? Or I'm proud of you for cleaning up your room without even being asked to clean up your room. We all like to hear those words, I'm proud of you. Some of you have even gotten really good at this expressing appreciation and, and, and showing pride for other people. You are able to express appreciation and pride in even the worst of situations. I mean, there's some of you here today that are able to say, I'm so proud of you for exploring your creativity, even though I now have little snowmen drawn all over my living room wall. There are some of you that, that are able to express appreciation and pride by saying, I'm really proud of you for, for um, wanting and showing an interest in exercise, even though I know that treadmill that we just bought will be the world's most expensive clothes hanger within six months. Some of you have been able to express pride and appreciation uh, to people even in difficult situations. But I suspect that there are some of us here this morning that have never heard those words, I'm proud of you. Or maybe you've heard those words 
but you've never really heard those words from the person that you really wanted to hear them from. Maybe there's somebody in your life that you just desperately wanted them to say to you, I'm proud of you. And for any number of reasons, they just couldn't do it. I mean, they'd try. They'd say, "Um, you know, you finished in second place, but you could have finished in first if you'd have tried just a little bit harder. Or, I see on your report card that you made three A's and, and that's... Well, it would be better if those two C's you'd made were a little higher. There are people among us that have never heard those words from the people that we long to hear them from the most. I'm proud of you. And then we all know that person that every time they do something good, they get acknowledged for it. I mean... People will put it on Facebook and Instagram. Look what my boy did or my girl did. And, and, and yet we do good things, nice things all the time. And it never ever seems to get anybody's attention. Nobody noticed when we did the dishes. Nobody noticed when we took out the trash. But you let us forget to do the dishes. Or forget to take out the trash. And that is front page news. Well, what about if someone expresses pride in you and they really haven't done anything to deserve it? I mean, I I think I'm safe in in saying that our scripture this morning could be interpreted in that way. Jesus is baptized by John and he comes up out of the water and all of a sudden the heavens open up and the voice of God booms from above and says, this is my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. But if you're reading the Gospels, you realize that Jesus is being shown appreciation and love here, but Jesus really hasn't done anything to deserve it, at least as of yet. If you look back before this particular text in Luke's Gospel, you realize that the only thing that we know that Jesus has done prior to this is that He stuck around in Jerusalem and didn't go back to Nazareth with His family. And they got scared to death when they realized that Jesus wasn't with them. So they have to go all the way back to Jerusalem to find Jesus. And when they finally find him, he's just holding court in the temple. And, and, and he says, well, didn't you know I was supposed to be in my father's house? And, but that's all Jesus has done, at least as far as we know, according to the scripture. And yet... When Jesus comes up out of that water, the voice of God says, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. So it begs the question, was God pleased with Jesus because of something that Jesus had done? Or, 
Was God simply affirming who Jesus was? Who Jesus is? And was God affirming who Jesus would, could be from this point on? It's interesting that it's only after God expresses delight in Jesus at His baptism that Jesus begins His public ministry. It's as if those words of affirmation, Jesus, before you've really done anything that I sent you to earth to do, uh, before you've... uh, healed people, before you've prayed over people, before you have counseled people, before you have forgiven people, you're my son. And I sure am proud of you. And it's almost as if God's reminder to Jesus of who He is and his reminder of what he's being called to do, it's a motivation for him to to live into that that God desired for him to do and to be. That that's what sets Jesus on the course that would eventually change the world. The course of his life that is responsible for us gathering here this morning to worship. That's what I hope that you'll hear today when you come to remember your baptism. For those of you that have been baptized, you may remember that uh, either you took vows if you were old enough to take them on your own, or your parents or some other adult in your life, spiritual mentor in your life, took those vows for you. And we're going to reread and reclaim and restate those vows here in a few short minutes. Every time that I've ever baptized someone, my prayer has always been that after they're baptized, that in some way, they would hear the same voice of God that Jesus heard on the day of His baptism. You are my beloved child. I am so proud of you. And it's not because of what you've done that's deserving of this. It's because of whose you are. You're my child. My precious child. And I'm so proud of you. And it's my hope that that word of affirmation and that word of appreciation would would motivate you and me in the same way that it motivated Jesus to live into that life that God has planned for us, that God desires for us a life in obedience to Him, a life in discipleship, a life that could change the
course of the world. So today, for those who have been baptized, you can come forward and remember your baptism. You'll be invited to just dip your hand in the water. And just for a moment. You may not remember your your baptism because it may have happened when you were young. But you can remember that you are baptized. That you are a precious and beloved child of God. And there may be some here this morning that are not baptized. That have not been baptized. And, And so maybe you're ready to take that step in faith and in discipleship. And so if that applies to you this morning, if you just let one of the clergy know, uh, we would be honored and privileged to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And our prayer would be for you that after that baptism that the heaven would open up and you would sense the presence and the voice of God saying, you are my beloved child. I am so proud.